When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's mentally yours. Hey everyone, welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly podcast about all things mental health. I'm Ellen. And I'm Yvette. And this week, we're having a bit of a different episode. We're basically just catching up um, to chat about our own mental health, because things have changed a bit since the start of lockdown. Yeah, um, we, did a, we did one kind of mid to beginning of lockdown, and now things have changed a bit. We're going back into the semi-normal mm. normality. So Yvette and I just had a chat that turned into about an hour mm. um, of just catching up on everything from mental health and dating so that that's juicy info on both of our relationship statuses (laughs) (laughs) to give you more of an incentive to listen Um, (laughs) yeah enjoy (laughs) so but it's been a while since we've actually just chatted one-on-one i'm trying to remember how long it's been yeah it's been Yeah, a couple of months and things have changed quite a lot in terms of the whole lockdown situation. Um, Basically, the day that we're recording this, schools have gone back. Um, Society is sort of returning to normal, but obviously we've still got coronavirus floating around. Um, I got told off for saying the new normal because apparently that's like a cliche, but it very um, much is, (laughs) is the case, isn't it? It's not back to the normal we're used to. No, not at all. I mean, in fact, I, I was when I was researching sort of what we were going to chat about. I had I was having a look through sort of the things that were back to normal because I'm quite excited because theatres you can you can basically go back to the theatre now, which is something that I really missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but and oh, oh, oh yeah, people can have weddings up to thirty people. Not that I was interested in that, but you know, like <laughs> gatherings like that. Um, but you still have to avoid socialising indoors in groups of more than two households. So there's there's things like that which is still um mm. difficult to navigate it's, also you know, I think you, even the weddings thing is like oh you can have a wedding but like if you had a guest list of 45 gonna be awkward for 15 of you <laughs> just have well, to get a cut yeah definitely um I'm sure a lot of people are just sort of postponing but then actually I don't know if you can because if you've booked all these things up because people have to book months in advance don't they for this sort of stuff I think that's like the case with so many things like I'm definitely feeling I think I've heard of a lot of other people feeling which is like well what can we do like what's allowed and how much can we plan for the future mm. which is a really weird kind of limbo thing like should we book 
a holiday for a few months time should we do this for a few months it's really strange I don't Mm. know I'm sure that there are brilliant researchers currently looking into the mental health impact of that but I think Mm. there must be something in the way that we've had to change what we look forward to and how we can you know approach life when we're not exactly sure what things are going to look like in a couple of months yeah I know what you mean that you can't really plan in the same way that you used to you can maybe plan to to meet a friend at the weekend or you can you know plan to have a video chat still but you obviously can't plan like you say for a holiday in a few months it's just not realistic um yeah how have you found it personally on a personal note um I mean it's a bit strange for me now I think one of the things that has come up has been something that we've chatted about on the podcast to guess just the idea of getting back to supposedly normal is is now not really something I particularly want to do so mm. so the whole scheme about eat out to help out I'm afraid I didn't I just did not do that I just didn't oh, feel did. comfortable doing that so I That's just didn't really interesting. when you say you didn't feel comfortable Mm. In, in what kind of sense yeah well I just felt that it was too soon to be going back out near people and also mm-hmm. there's something about restaurants I mean the things I really love socializing and I love parties and I love restaurants normally but there was just but the things when you've had months and months of the government telling you you can't go near people you know there's this deadly virus and also you know a kind of not a close friend, but quite a distant friend of mine died of coronavirus, to then have the government saying, oh, well, and I'll just go out for some meals. I was just like, well, no, I can mm. I can make meals at home. Why would I risk going around people again? It's um, So that's where I'm still at, to be honest. So I've been out a few times to meet people, but it's a lot more limited. So like I've been for a coffee with someone, mm-hmm. but socially distanced. Um, actually, I did very recently go for a meal out and I was really I wasn't quite as freaked out as I thought I'd be about it but it was still a bit odd um but the whole during the the whole eat out to help out time that was that just felt too early for me like I could maybe think about doing that now in September or October but then having said that if um if there's a second wave then obviously I wouldn't it's funny because I have been the exact opposite for eat out to help out whereas I was really not comfortable and really nervous about even leaving the house. Mm. But it turns out that my fear is immediately like overrided by discounts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so immediately I think I went out for at least one meal a week in August. So I just thought I just need to save money. Mm. Um, and I think um, people have been quite praising of the way that they did it versus in terms of going back to work because it made it kind of like a joyful exciting thing again to kind of counteract the fear around it and mm. it's interesting to me because for you it de- it just did not work whereas no. for me it, it really did because I just got so hopped up about you know saving money on food because clearly <laughs> I'm cheap I'm cheap and greedy so it worked a treat no but, but it wasn't right. sorry no, no no I was going to say once I did go for the first one when I was really nervous I was like oh this is completely fine it really wasn't like you said I think I kind of expected it to be scarier than it was and then it was fine yeah it's um it's been a really strange old time and I'm only starting to just kind of come out of my shell in terms of yeah going out for like I said I've gone out for one meal which was a little Mm. bit odd and just because in my head as well I'm always wearing a mask to shops and things because we have to but I'm so used to that just the idea of sitting in a restaurant without a mask on was a little mm. bit odd to me but well come on what's the rule either we can be inside or we we can't or you know because over the summer what I've been doing a lot is I've been seeing friends and family but sitting out in their gardens distanced so I've yeah. been seeing people which is great um but the idea now of it being colder and going to see people indoors I'm still not quite sure about like a friend said the other weekend oh, do you want to come around to the house and stuff? And I was just like, mm, well, mm. come around, sit in your garden. But I'm not sure if I'm ready to actually go in your house yet. Because I, I think it's probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's like a control thing more than more than any sort of science thing. It's more just that, you know, in my flats, I can control that environment. Mm. I know that I've cleaned. I know all the steps that I've taken. Um, 
but and the thing is like even though I trust my friends that they would have made an effort you still you just don't know really do you so it's yeah I think that's completely reasonable though like even if it might not be completely logical like we've spent months kind of being told you should be scared you should be doing all of these things and you should be very cautious Mm. and now it's kind of like oh oh am I ready to go completely like throw caution to the wind and I think a lot of people will be dealing with well both of us are dealing with now where you know some of our friends will feel more ready than others Mm. and maybe we're not quite there yet so Mm. even for me a lot of my friends want to meet up but have said I'm just not going to do public transport yet I just mm. cannot do that um have you uh, found that your friends are understanding when you've said like I just can't meet yeah. up yeah no they've been great to be honest um I mean we're all I mean I've realized over the pandemic my my family is this extremely risk averse family <laughs> so so my family have dealt it with it pretty much the same way that I've dealt with it in that mm. we've We've heard the government rules. We've read loads of science, probably too much news about it. And then we've also yeah. come up with our extra, extra, extra careful version of what we should do. So it's not so it's even more cautious than the rules, to be honest. So like in terms of the bubble thing, we haven't mm. really done that. We've just kept to our own little houses pretty much apart from sitting out in each other's gardens. So um, I think that's yeah. fair. To be honest, the bubble thing was confusing to me. I don't know if I'm yeah. just slow on the uptake but it's just like it's just too many numbers and it's confusing I don't understand it so I just thought I'll just stay home I mean I think it was designed for people like me who live alone and you know it's quite hard going for months on end not being Mm. able to see people not being able to have any physical contact whatever not being able to hug people I mean I've only had like one hug in the the whole time and that was like the other week and that in itself was like afterwards, I was just like, oh, that was unusual. Like this is like, <laughs> um, yeah. But then in terms of the bubbles thing, I mean, I could see kind of the idea that it was actually for, yeah, people who live alone like me. So I mm. could have bubbled up with my parents or my sister or whoever. Um, but at the same time, I was thinking, well, my parents are actually quite elderly and they've got underlying health conditions. So I'm just yeah. not going to risk it. I'm just not, you know, there's just no chance. I think that's Um, the thing there's still such a fear like for me even throughout this I haven't really been that worried about getting sick personally but the idea of like getting someone else sick who could be really vulnerable Mm. that is terrifying and especially if you have as I do like OCD or a tendency to just overthink things Mm. um that's something that can quite easily become uh an overwhelming fear to put it lightly of like I cannot go out because if I do I will set off a chain reaction and kill someone can you do you mind talking a bit more about how your OCD has been affected over the pandemic because I think some people have you know like when we were all having to wash our hands literally every five seconds it felt like I think people were thinking Mm. that was sort of like having OCD but of course it isn't um what sort of things I mean how did it affect you so I'm kind of lucky in a way that my OCD has never really sensed around like contamination or cleanliness which is really fortunate because I think if it did this would have been hell like I can honestly I don't know how anyone has coped because even with me without having that contamination fear I started thinking about like well if I've touched this surface and like someone else is coronavirus it started to it's given me an understanding of what that must be like and I imagine it has for other people as well of going oh this makes every bit of life terrifying um but for me personally it's more just I can get into an obsessive loop of thinking um and I can then do compulsions to avoid that or to deal with the stress of it thankfully I haven't got too bad (laughs) which is good news um So I could see myself starting to think kind of like, okay, if I go out and if I interact with people or if I touch something, if there's an off chance that I could be ill, that could lead to this person getting sick and this person would then become very ill and then they would die. And that's a real like loop of fear. Um, Mm. And for me personally, the way that I dealt with that 
was very much like, I am not going to really leave the house much. I'm not going to take any risks. And when, for example, people were starting to go back to like the pubs and whatnot, I was just like, I'm not comfortable doing that. The good news for me is that like, I have kind of moved past that and I'm not experiencing that um, as much, but it is very much like I do need to use, you know, self-care techniques and CBT techniques to make sure that if those kind of thoughts are popping into my head, I don't allow them to get into that kind of cycle of thinking where it prevents me from doing anything because I can definitely see how it could progress into that. Mm. Are there any sort of particular techniques you want to go into? Or, I mean, I don't know how personal they are, but. Yeah. So basically it's, for me, it's like, um, have you done CBT before? Yeah. I mean, I've got kind of like a rough working knowledge, but I've never done it, what I'd say, properly with a therapist. So I've got like a book about it and I've done sort of a little bit, I think, of chat about it, but not really fully. And so I still kind of use like the worksheets, which I find online and they are helpful, but it's just like stuff like fact checking or like the worst case scenario thing so fact checking is literally going through like your thoughts and saying like okay is that actually realistic is that the truth of what's happening so in the example that I gave of thinking okay if I leave the house I'm gonna kill someone etc number one I have not had any symptoms at all I had been very cautious it's extremely unlikely that I even had coronavirus at any point And if I had, I was still being extremely safe. I was wearing a face mask. I wasn't just, you know, touching things willy nilly or coming in close contact with anyone, especially Mm. anyone who's vulnerable. So that's kind of fact checking thing. And then worst case scenario is kind of like the inverse of that. Um, And this sounds very brutal. It's kind of like you take it to, okay, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? And what would actually that be like? Would it be the absolute end of the world? And what would you do? And basically, obviously, if I gave someone coronavirus, I would feel absolutely awful. But the likelihood is they probably would get proper treatment. It probably would be okay. And I know in myself that I've been as cautious as possible. I haven't been irresponsible. If that did happen, I wouldn't, I should, well, I couldn't completely blame myself because I know that personally I've been responsible and I've been really careful. If I was doing things that were, you know, wrong, then, you know, that's a slightly more reasonable concern to have. But the fact that basically it's just reminding myself that if I do go out, the worst case scenario is this, this, this happens. It's extremely mm. unlikely. And if it did happen in that way, it would not be the absolute end of the world. And I shouldn't blame myself for that happening as long as I've taken all the proper precautions, if that mm. makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. How about things like anxiety? Have you had panic attacks during the t- this time or have you been okay? I've been okay. Um, but I do think that a lot of that is due to avoidance which is not necessarily the healthiest thing for people to do and I wouldn't recommend it but it's kind of strange because that's what we've been advised to do um and I wrote a feature a while back on kind of the rise of agoraphobia uh Mm. in lockdown and how basically that's been allowed to thrive because it's rewarded you're told like you are doing the right thing if you're staying at home and you are avoiding social situations so it's easier for those fears to grow so for me personally it's been quite easy for me to avoid panic attacks in lockdown because I have the very easy excuse for avoiding things that would make me panic because it's just well we're supposed to be staying home (laughs) so I can't come and see I can't go out and into a large crowd or like do anything like that so Mm. it hasn't been too bad for me anxiety wise which is good do you think it's helped as well maybe sort of writing articles like that and maybe doing a podcast that because then we're sort of taking a step back in a way from our own mental health and thinking about mental health as a whole topic do you think that helps 100% yes but also very selfishly a lot of the times uh when I'm writing a feature I get to ask experts um questions for myself 
that are helpful for everyone but also like it's it's a bit like free therapy (laughs) you know I mean like that's that's the kind of like genius thing about doing what we're doing is that you get to speak to really brilliant experts who really know their shit and Mm. also you can confirm with other people like oh you also are going through this thing it's not just me and you can use it as a bit of a sounding board Mm. so yes very helpful I don't know if that's like unethical (laughs) to say like I'm just using my career to ask psychologist questions that I want answered personally no I think it's fine I mean and some of the episodes we've done over the pandemic I think I've listened back because I always listen back to our episodes and um Mm. some of them have been really sort of super helpful like the one that you did actually sort of interviewing a lady about breathing techniques that Mm. really made me think because I listened to it twice I think and it was just really basic things like she was saying you know actually your posture when you're constantly on your phone bending forward that is not a good breathing posture and I was just like oh yeah because I used to do loads of singing when I was younger so I know the importance of sitting up and you know you know breathing from a diaphragm and all this sort of stuff but it really occurred to me that actually especially during lockdown I've been on technology so much that I've Mm. I have had quite bad posture which is has not been good for your breathing and then I think it makes can I think it might have made me feel more anxious just because I wasn't sort of taking those deeper breaths that might be more helpful but oh definitely it 100% does make you more anxious being hunched over and I think like I don't know if it's been the same for you but like these months in lockdown have really kind of brought back the importance of those really simple and like seemingly obvious things like oh it's good to take a walk outside or like Mm. it's good to take a break from technology have you found Mm. that as well yeah, definitely. And also the number of experts we've had on over the panic, pandemic saying about the importance of routine. At one yes. point, it was like every week they were saying routine, routine, routine. I was just like, and then eventually I was just like, okay, so I actually, <laughs> actually better work out some sort of routine because yes. clearly that is something that is helpful to the human body. You know, like I'm, I'm not some sort of anomaly that can just do whatever I like and it sort of um, won't have an effect. So yeah. I find it hilarious that both of us kind of listened to those experts and agreed every week but neither of us were like we should actually take this advice (laughs) well not initially (laughs) because especially you know in the past I'm just I think it's kind of partly my personality and maybe slightly Mm. a sort of thing to do with bipolar disorder I'm just sort of really kind of impulsive and sort of in terms of you know like in the past and sort of wake up and I just sort of do what I feel like I've sort of I wear clothes that I'm in the mood to wear and I sort of do the, eat the food that I'm in the mood to eat and stuff. But the idea of actually having a plan for the day, mm. um, especially as a freelance, has been oh, yeah. very helpful. Um, not that I always follow it because that's the way I am. <laughs> but yeah, the, like the rough guidelines are good. And just basic things as well, like having the same meal times, I think has been good for me because that can kind of mess things up a bit. I wanted to ask you, because for me, and I think I've spoken to some people who said the same, where lockdown has kind of made them question the old way that they were doing things. And now they're ready to kind of make a change when they go back to normal, like whether that's in their work, they're going to quit their jobs or like do something radically different. Mm-hmm. Have you gone through any kind of personal things where you're like, I'm making a change now? There's yeah, there's been a few things, although I don't know how it's going to pan out. The thing is, um, a lot of the work that I was doing before from was home any was from home anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is, a chunk of the work that I do has been it. You always used to be in London in the office, and it's been switched to from home. And the thing is, in my opinion, it's worked incredibly well, and I'm kind of dreading them switching back. And I don't think they will switch back until possibly next year. But um, that's really got me thinking it would be good to just do this all the time. And not, mm. and I mean, obviously there's the pandemic thing, but completely with that aside, because um, I was spending so many hours commuting, I really think that that wasn't ideal for my mental health. Like it wasn't awful, yeah, but it wasn't ideal either because it, I mean, because I'm not that near London, it would be sort of hours and hours on the train. A lot of the time I'd finish quite late and then I'd get home at about 11 o'clock and then of course the next day you're going in again. So yeah, there's things like that where I think sometimes I think, well, I'm definitely going to work from home all the time. But then, of course, other times I think because I'm freelance, you kind of it's a gig economy and you kind of have to take what you can get. So it's just like, yeah. So I'd like that to change, I mean, really. But I don't know. If I'm it will. really hopeful that like workplaces will accept more of a flexible working now, though, because I think mm. we have actually shown like 
it works and it's good for us as well I think you're not the only one who's very much like I don't want to go back to the office like this wasn't working for me so why Mm. would I return that's the thing I mean I get that for some people it is you know they're desperate to get back to the office for whatever reason like a friend of mine he's very much you know he has the mindset that when he's in the office that's when he works and then when he comes home Mm -hmm. he completely switches off but the thing is I've never been that kind of person anyway like I've always been thinking about work pretty much all well not all the time because that makes me sound really sad but you know like it's pretty it is pretty much always on my mind so it doesn't really matter where I'm doing it whether I'm in Mm. an office in London or doing it at home so from from that point of view it's it's been really lovely to finish especially if I'm finishing late and then just go oh finish now switch down your laptop go and have a cup of tea in the kitchen or you know just go out for a walk um and not Mm. have these sort of hours of my life taken up on a train which were quite miserable to be honest like I I found it very hard to get any kind of joy out of my commute like even if I was in a good mood even if there was like some sort of nice um tv series on Netflix I was watching on my phone or something it was still very hard I think having a commute really so yeah I'd love it if um workplaces were a lot more flexible I don't know if they will be because it you know Mm. because there's the whole sort of pressure to get things back to normal um yeah that's the thing isn't it Mm. I'm not particularly optimistic that like there'll be a working from home revolution but I really hope there will be because I think that it I, I don't think you're the only person that has experienced this where they're just kind of questioning like why am I doing it like this like it doesn't really make sense like why mm. should you have to commute in and sit in an office when you're just as productive if not possibly more productive and happier and healthier by working yeah. at home it seems very strange yeah and then there's been sort of other sort of things I've been thinking about like I want to get a dog but then to be honest I've always wanted to get a dog like since especially <laughs> <I remember>. since, <laughs> particularly since January I, I bought all these books about like how to train a puppy and how to get a dog and stuff and I was reading them but I really regret not getting one in January but now mm. that's that's sort of like my big life goal the weird thing for me which I'm not going to go into huge amount of detail because we'll be here all night is like um the whole dating thing because I'm single so that has just been completely fucked I mean, I want to go into that. Obviously. <laughs> but it's just but in, it's in so brief. bizarre. Like, oh my god! But in brief, like, what's what's the just because you can't actually meet people? Yeah, I mean, because well, I was looking on the government web- website about what you're actually allowed to do, and the thing is, you're not allowed. You, I mean, you just can't meet people in the same way that you could before, just because mm. the government is telling you not to do that. You know, so you can go out in your groups of more than two of of two households but when you go out you're not meant to socialize with anybody outside of the the group that you're attending the place with so it's not like you can go to the pub or I mean obviously you can't go clubbing anymore but you know like you you can't go to a pub and get chatting to someone because that is actually Mm. against not exactly the law but the government is saying don't do that oh yeah um (laughs) which is kind of it's definitely not approved (laughs) And in terms of actually like online dating, I I basically gave myself a nice holiday from online dating just because I'd got so sick of it. And also, I think my mind just got to the point where I was just like, well, I can just about cope with like, coronavirus. I could just about cope with the weird <laughs> life we're living in. I can't cope with trying to filter through men as well, like on top of all this stuff. Um, so that was quite nice, actually. And also, like I had I noticed during lockdown, I had this nice pause from my basically my mum saying you know why don't you have a boyfriend or something because obviously (laughs) the reason I didn't have a boyfriend was because you know the world was ending so um yeah it's a it's a really weird time and some people like some of my friends are still doing online dating during this time I don't know any of actually no one of them I know has messed up with guys but our other friends were all like oh is that a good idea you know it's almost like Mm. I think a lot of single people will be getting back with their exes during this time because it's almost like because you sort of it's ridiculous really the mindset but it's kind of it's kind of like you sort of think well you sort of know where they've been almost like so you you kind of trust them to an extent if they're a nice ex you know whereas with some completely new person you don't know their social group you don't know their life at all so it's it feels like more of a risk even though it probably isn't at all you know because you know it's like stranger danger (laughs) but for a new reason 
I think it's another thing with me being a control freak, though, to be honest, because like if you're in a couple and you're living together, you can literally see what your partner's doing. Like during the pandemic, you know where they're going and stuff. And, you know, you you know if they're just seeing their close family or, you know, if they're yeah. going out and seeing loads of people. Whereas if you're a single person, you, you just don't know what this random person might be doing. You know, they might be very exactly. responsible. They might be sort of just going out the bare minimum. They might be wearing face masks or they might be getting drunk every other night and getting off with loads of different women and really spreading the virus around. So, I mean. Exactly. It's, and not, lying, it's not wrong about it all. It's, well, yeah. think there is, um, <laughs> this is, um, we're going off on a complete tangent, but there was this whole thing um, about people putting on their like Tinder bios that they have had the coronavirus test and they've passed <laughs> and they're just lying. They're just lying because they were like, oh, this will get me points and get me dates. That's oh. mad. <laughs> I cannot, like, it became a legit trend. Like, they had a catchy name for it that I, I now can't remember. But Yeah, I can believe it. I, I can believe it. I mean, I've done a few sort of things. Like, I was, I, I did, like, an event, which was like an online event where you were meeting people. That was weird. It was just mm. like a really horrible Zoom meeting. I just hated it. Um, yeah, so that's been weird. And I think this is going to sound super bleak as well, but, I'm kind of glad that I never want kids just because I feel like because I'm 38 now mm. like I don't think I'd feel comfortable meeting someone for like a year now and mm. meanwhile my fertility is going down so like if I was of the sort of mindset where I actually wanted to meet the one and have kids and settle down it's it's a really difficult time if that's what you're after. Mm. I think in general like people have been saying it's like you've lost a year like mm. I've seen a lot of people saying that they're gonna skip this birthday and celebrate oh. the next birthday like say if they were meant to be turning 30 this year they'll turn 30 next year which I actually think is quite like okay. a good idea to just mm-hmm. be like you know what that year was just kind of a write-off it wasn't great but next year we have an even better bigger party and we, I can do all of the cool stuff that I want to do oh okay know? see initially I was against that because I love parties and I've got my birthday sort of <laughs> in November and I was just like oh I have to have something but actually if you're talking about me pushing pushing away 40 by a year just yeah. by the magic of corona we're not the magic god but you know like <laughs> by the <laughs> whatever this is that we're going through um then yeah let's just let's just push yeah. that away by another year that's fine I'll I just think that's completely 38 for another year. it's just like imagine if you have like in general I'm really against kind of time limits for yourself like oh I have to have done this by the time I hit this age mm. but if you are like that why should you still have to stick to that target when you've just had everything thrown off course by a pandemic? That's not mm. fair. Yeah. You just get another year. I think that's completely fine. I'm all for that. How do you feel about talking about um, about your life, love life on the podcast? <laughs> um, just not massively in fine. detail, but what, <laughs> but what I wanted to ask really is like, how have things been in terms of um, living with someone and and kind of just getting on generally because it's it feels like it's I mean I, I haven't been in this environment but it feels like maybe being in a couple has been like under a, it feels like it's a super intense time to be in a couple just because sort of end of the world scenario has it been so, all right yes so basically just for anyone who doesn't know I have a slightly like weird situation where basically I live with my boyfriend we've been together for three and a half years now um we also work together in the same office so we're quite we already spent like a lot of time together and it's quite um intensive so I didn't think there would be that much of a difference in lockdown I was very wrong it is a very different thing to be working literally like meters apart they have the desk I have the sofa it's a very different thing and also to be in lockdown where neither of you are really able to go out and have your alone time or you know socializing with other people it it was intense <laughs> like that's the best way to put it the good do you feel is, like sorry no no go go for it I was just gonna do you feel your relationships got stronger though because of it yeah I would say so I think basically I think anyone in this situation is going to have kind of make or break you are either going to drive each other completely fucking mad and need to just you will just never want to see each other again or you'll go the more extreme because I've heard people who have like 
you know got engaged and like really like their relationship has grown mine's pretty much the same it's still good we've been through like some challenges in lockdown mm. but it's yeah it's 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 good <laughs> it's, it's fine I don't think we've had any kind of like a dramatic we've grown so much closer but um I think now I'm impressed that we were able to go through this much closeness and time together with only a few serious arguments <laughs> you know that's pretty good I think I think yeah. anyone who's done the same pat on the back frankly yeah definitely do you feel like you kind of supported each other in terms of your mental health like because you knew about the whole sort of routines or maybe giving each other time like yeah massively and also I think it's just having someone else there who you can kind of reassure and you are I don't know how to put it it's kind of like if I I really have worried about people who have been living alone during this because just not having someone to check in with and even just like the small questions of like how bad is it out there how worried should I be Mm. you know um having someone there to go okay it's okay it's nothing to worry about we're both wearing our masks we're going on a little shopping outing it it didn't it doesn't feel as scary when you have someone else there going through the same thing and like you're working out those questions together I think that people who have been isolated throughout this I really do worry about the effect that's had on their mental well-being because it's the fear of the outside world can just absolutely fester there have been times during lockdown where I wasn't very comfortable going out and Mm. my boyfriend was going out so it was it felt a lot better because I could then ask him like is it bad (laughs) like is it scary and he would reassure me that if you're alone there's no one there to make sure that you are getting out of the house or you are doing those things so it's mm. very easy to stay very insular and get into quite a bad place. Well, I mean, what helped me really was a WhatsApp group. Like this is the wonders mm. of technology. So it's me and two very close friends. And usually, like historically, you know, big WhatsApp groups can drive you nuts. You nuts. So, you <laughs> yes. know, like WhatsApp groups about sort of a Hindu can sort of go on forever and being really annoying. But WhatsApp was brilliant, actually, because it was me and these two friends and every single day throughout sort of like the worst bit of lockdown we were sort of just pinging each other messages and I think we were basically like our own little cheerleading squad so like when yeah. one of us was a bit down was the other one would sort of say something nice and would just permanently be sending sort of stupid gifts of things and you know I think that was really good because we were sort of supporting each other like that and then of course mm. although I'm now fairly sick to death of zoom calls you know that was quite <laughs> help, helpful the sort of yeah. calls that I had with friends and family I had one really fun night actually, which was like um, a fancy dress. We decided to do a fancy dress murder mystery, but over Zoom, and that was particularly nice because it was friends. Amazing. Yeah, well, it was great fun, but it was particularly nice because it was friends who were all around the country, and I wouldn't normally go and see just because they're a bit sort of far away, or they had kids, and it so things are a bit kind of complicated in terms of seeing them these days. So that was really lovely. Um, So I think, I mean, even though I'm sort of on my own, it wasn't always terrible but I mean yeah at times it was quite terrible Mm. but but thankfully I think for technology that sort of eased it a bit so I think one thing that's been really nice is not to get too like corny is like the all in this together kind of vibe like even over technology etc just people admitting like I'm kind of freaking out and that being Mm. okay to discuss and everyone kind of going through this whole thing collectively Mm. um has been really powerful I really hope that like as we come out of this the communication continues and also just the kind of vulnerability with people if that Mm. makes sense like yeah the fact that like people have been saying to me like I am really anxious and that's why I don't want to meet up whereas Mm. before I feel like we always had to come up with an excuse now we can just go no I'm just not ready I'm Mm. scared yeah definitely sort of a lot of friends of mine have been talking to me about mental health stuff that they hadn't before so like even though they've known that I sort of write and talk about this stuff for ages they haven't necessarily then sort of come to me and said you know I'm struggling with such and such Mm. or you know I've had to go on such and such meds or whatever 
Um, but that's so I, I think it's you're right. People are being a bit more open about that sort of stuff, which is which is good. Um, but I like but I mean, like you as well, I am worried about people who who haven't had support because it's um, yeah, it has been a very stressful time. Um, I think looking looking to the future, because I know also I need to let you go soon as much <laughs> as I would like to have like a three hour just chat about mostly about your sex life, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> looking forward, how are you feeling more about like the return to normal? What do you what are your plans for like the next few months? Like, How are you feeling about that? I'm usually a fairly optimistic person, but I'm kind of worst case scenario at the moment. Yeah. Um, also kind of coinciding with the fact that, you know, the high that I was on last time we chatted like this has now gone. And I'm, I know mm. that I've sort of turned the corner and I'm starting to go, you know, down the roller coaster, which is great. Um, so like over the next few months, I think the plans for me are basically just um, keep taking each day as it, as it comes Mm. Uh, look forward to things like my birthday and Halloween and Christmas and things and, and try and think about if if we are going to be on a second lockdown or whatever, think about mm. sort of fun ways to uh, approach that. So like if it turns out that we have to have Christmas, not with families, then joyful things that we can do um, where we're socially distanced, but not um not emotionally distanced. So, you know, like yeah. like I mentioned, the party that I had over Zoom. There's no reason why we couldn't do that, that for Halloween or Christmas or anything like that. Mm. Um, so it's thinking about things like that. Um, I guess try not to worry too much about like the work situation because as a freelance, you know, actually I'm not massively stressed about that because I've always just kind of thought, well, something will turn up. <laughs> like, that's my general approach. Like, well, things tend to, tend to seem to turn up. So I'm sure that'll be fine. Um, and I guess I'm I'm kind of thinking I'm I'm going to, hunker down for the winter in a sort of sense um because mm. if we have to lock down again it'll be easier to do in the winter but I mean yeah in terms of long-term plans I'm not really sort of seeing stuff much past Christmas just because mm. I just I feel like I just don't know yeah um, no one knows I think that's completely like reasonable I mean I'm I a bit stroppy that I'm not going to get a big fancy birthday party because I love having <laughs> birthday parties um, and it's only just occurred to me that I'm not going to be able to have a big gathering like I normally at least attempt to do. I don't always do it, but I try to do it. Save it for um, next year and do it for bigger. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, I'll just I'll just be younger for longer. It's great. Exactly. Um, how about you? What are your I was plans? Gonna, before before we move on to you said um, that the roller coaster is kind of going down. Hmm. What, yeah. What happens when you can feel that coming on? What do you do? It was so weird this year, mm. you know, because I've been so much more, um, I think I've just been a lot more aware of my bipolar disorder than I was before. Like something about lockdown has made me a lot more aware of all the mm. emotions. <laughs> Maybe I've just got longer to think about them. It's great. Um, <laughs> so I, I could have told you to literally the, almost the day where it sort of turned, where I'd gone from being kind of almost hypermanic, sort of on a kind of high and then sort of normal. And then it was literally one day I was just like, oh, here we go it's sort of changed so in terms of what I'm going to do to sort of avoid getting too depressed during the winter mm. is is going to be the things the experts have told us to do so you know, have a routine stick to it there's a thing I'm doing at the moment which is um, kindness 21 so you do 21 things um, it's like one a day but they're not sort of massive things like giving loads of money to charity it's things like doing a nice kind thing for yourself or like oh, one of the so days nice. Yeah, so it's like have a bath one day, have a nap another day. Um, I'm going to bake some cakes for the neighbours another day. I'm going to sort of write a card to my nan another day. Um, so it's every day you're doing an act of kindness. So it's trying to do the um, the acts of kindness as well. And then also, which I know will be challenging, but like trying to avoid isolating, <laughs> which yeah. is, you know, given the, the, the life that we're in at the moment, um, because it was through the pandemic that back and forth that whatsapp group I talked about you know I was I was all right in terms of I wanted to talk to my friends even when I was really panicky and really quite anxious I still wanted to talk to people mm. so it's trying to avoid 
um, just going completely silent because that's that's what I'm like in the past. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be super talkative and super social when I'm, you know, on and up. And then when I'm depressed, my friends just won't hear for me for weeks or months. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try and avoid doing that. Um, I mean, it's easier by WhatsApp anyway to sort of say I'm feeling a bit down. And I've already told them that I feel like things have gone a bit that way now. So, mm. so they you know, know, like they know what to look out for. Yeah. I mean, so they, they know that they're going to, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep sort of, I don't want to say annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know they're going to sort of in. just oh why in. don't we just go for a coffee event and I'll be just like no one's yeah so just I I mean I need and also my mum sort of has been incredible like she's always um checked in I mean we've checked in with each other through this whole thing me and my parents but I know that she'll kind of keep making sure that I'm okay um so yeah but it's not like great, you know, like it's, no, well, it, I mean, uh, like we, I was talking to someone about this the other day, the fact that, you know, you read newspaper articles and someone has maybe gone through depression and then they've come out the other side and they're doing something incredible. But you don't read things too much where it's actually more realistic, where you get mm-hmm. a bit sick and then you get better and then you get a bit sick again and then you get better. And then, you know, and obviously having bipolar disorder, that is very much what it's like. It's like you're quite high and then things are quite normal and then you're depressed. I mean, that's how it is mm. for me anyway. So. Oh no. Like even obviously I don't have bipolar disorder, but similar for me, it's like, I've, I never used to hear stories of people just going like I had depression. It was really shit for a few years. Then I was great for a bit. Then it came back again and it was shit. Like you do kind of, it's very linear. The mm. stories that you kind of hear of like, it was bad no it's good it's fine everything's great mine is Mm. also like very much like it might just be triggered for reasons I don't understand and then it's just a few months of like absolute awfulness or sometimes it'll be oh it's fine chilling so Mm. yeah that's the the fun of chronic mental illness (laughs) (laughs) I mean I guess the other the other obvious thing I'm doing is I'm staying on my mood stabilizers so I'm making sure I've got enough of those in so that if there's another second wave, I actually have them because that was a total disaster before. It's stressful. Yes, that's actually a very wise thing and good advice for all because I was not prepared and then had to do the whole desperately calling up different doctors and going, please may I have some medication Mm. and my contraceptive pill, which was like bizarrely difficult to get. Yeah, but that's a whole uh, other thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, let's not go into that. But I found that, that too because the, the for some reason the mood stabilizer I'm on you have to be on contraception because it could damage oh. your baby. But anyway, that's a whole I other story. That. That's really yeah. we should talk about that another time. But yes, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your plans. What have you got so, coming? My plans. Are, so we started going back into the office, um, which has been mix of good and bad for me like I've been really enjoyed being back in just to have mm. a bit of time out of my flat um <laughs> and also just like very boring stuff but like the practicality of just having a computer that ha- I can have so many tabs open and it won't crash <laughs> it's amazing but <laughs> the thing that I found really weird and that I didn't expect to find weird is how difficult I find social interaction now um in terms of like making small talk or mm. eye contact because I just haven't been doing that for so long I feel very out of practice so for me the kind of short-term future is getting used to that again um mm. and getting comfortable with it because it is a bit anxiety inducing for me mm. but beyond that I think like I was saying lockdown has really reminded me of the importance of the very simple things and why they're so important and how bad my mental health can go if I'm not taking care of those things so stuff like having a routine as we said getting enough sleep actually managing Mm. stress doing self-care things eating properly um exercising I still haven't exercised at all in lockdown but I will (laughs) soon and that's good um I've got a bike and it's taken it still hasn't arrived 
it's i'm not going to go on to a customer service rant but it's been like five months so when the bike comes i will be going out on bike rides in the evening and i think that will be a really lovely thing but oh, yeah great. for me it's been very much like i've questioned a bit what i was doing and if maybe it was time to slow down a little bit and prioritize things differently um mm. i've definitely gone why am I why am I spending so much time on these kind of things and less on this if this mm-hmm. is what I want to do etc um and yeah just checking in with myself a bit more so that's my future and that's my kind of future at the moment is just refocusing on those and working out how I can make those things work uh even as we kind of return to the semi-normal way of doing things Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.